Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to episode, we will dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where we see three types of gifts that God gives us to be able to live out the fullness of our callings. As we walk through each section of gifts, make sure that you see yourself and examine how God has used you in these ways and how he intends to use you with them going forward. In 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, we see three distinctive types of gifts, the Holy Spirit manifestation gifts, ministerial gifts, and motivational gifts. As we go through them, examine your heart with the Lord so he can show you yourself in all of these categories. I'm sharing these scriptures using the Amplified Version because the Amplified actually explains the sections of scripture in brackets, which is actually very helpful for you to see the three gifts in the first place. The Lord revealed these to me through the Amplified Version when I was working on my How to Encounter the Direction of God book. Let's begin with 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Now, there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers, but it is the same Spirit who grants them and empowers believers. Highlighted in this verse is two key points. The first phrase, distinctive variety of spiritual gifts, tells us that there are more than one kind of gift. And the second thing highlighted here is that this first type of gift is the special ability given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. This is what tells us that this first verse is speaking of the Holy Spirit manifestation gifts. I have an entire episode about the manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit that goes into much more detail than I can right now, but I will link that episode below this one in the pattyej.podbean.com site. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the seed of the Holy Spirit is placed in your heart. Seeds include the full capability of the fruit-bearing plant for which they were designed and created to become. Seeds look very different than their fruit-bearing plants. The seed is deposited in your heart at the point of salvation. The manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit are actually dormant at that time. They are activated when you pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and seek and grow in your faith and grow closer to the Lord through the process of sanctification. The Holy Spirit comes in fullness and not in part, which means that all nine of the manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit are in your heart waiting to be activated. The Lord explained it to a student of mine this way. He said, when you walk into the room, is it just your right arm and left leg that walk in the room? Or does your entire body walk in the room? She said, yeah, the whole body. And he said, the same thing is true with the Holy Spirit. The word tells us that the Holy Spirit is the one who releases the manifestation gifts when he feels that you are spiritually ready for them to be released. 
If he released the gift of miracles before you were mature enough to handle that, you would not give God the glory, and he knows that. So he's looking for your level of maturity for things to be released in your heart. There are nine manifestation gifts that come along with the Holy Spirit, and every single person who has received Christ has the capability of all nine of these spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit determines your readiness to release him, and one way to increase the likelihood is to ask and seek and knock for them. See Mark 7 7. The more you abide in Christ, the more you become ready to release more and more of these manifestation gifts in your life. So let's look at all of them. There are three gifts that are mind related gifts three that are mouth-related or vocal gifts, and three that are power gifts. Let's look at all of them one at a time very briefly. As I said, there's a whole episode on these that goes into this in more depth. The three mind gifts are words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discernment. A word of knowledge is when the Lord gives you information that you should not have the ability to know in the natural realm about a person or a circumstance. Now, remember, this is a mind gift. So receiving information about someone does not necessarily mean that you're supposed to share it. We will address in the next category of gifts about prophecy, which is a vocal or mouth gift. Many times a word of knowledge is supposed to be shared and then it becomes prophetic. But many, many more times, the word of knowledge is just giving you information to help you understand somebody's heart and how to properly pray for them and to be able to see below the surface of their behavior and see them the way God sees them. The basic reason that God will give you this kind of information is so that you may pray in agreement for God's very best for them. He may give it to you just so that you can understand them better, relate to them better, or be able to know how to better reflect the love of God when you encounter them. We in our natural realm can only look at external behaviors of people, but God looks at the heart. So this gift is primarily for us to be able to see through the lens of the Lord at the hearts of the people so that we may understand them better, relate to them in a loving way according to God's heart. The next gift in the mind category is words of wisdom. A word of wisdom is the ability for you to understand with God's mind, the circumstance, or quite often just the word of God. It is the Holy Spirit's giving you of the interpretation of the meaning and intention of the word when he wrote it through people. We are never supposed to understand the scripture in our natural mind. 1 Corinthians 2.10-13 instructs us in this manner. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God who is 
in us that we might understand the things freely given to us by God, and we may impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So that verse tells us that we can tap into the mind of Christ and understand these things um, according to or God's desire to share them with us. The third mind gift of the Holy Spirit is the gift of discernment. And it helps us understand which spirit is influencing our mind. Is it God's voice I'm listening and obeying to? Does that, if it does, then it will line up with scripture, God's nature, character, and will. Or am I listening to the spirit of the enemy? This voice sounds like his names and character. It's self-deprecating, limiting, and brings you down. Any thought, any word that looks like this is coming from the enemy. And it, is it for me? Is it my voice? Is it my thinking, my logical, analytical thinking that is limited to natural realm? Which voice am I listening to? The gift of discernment helps you to know the spirits that are talking to you. And this is very important so that you are not led astray by false prophets. Discernment is always aligned perfectly with the will of God in the word of God. Asking for a gift of discernment is likened to Solomon's asking for the gift of wisdom because it helps you to see good from bad. And also, the enemy loves to dangle good in front of you to rob you of best. So absolutely make sure you ask and pray for an increase of the gift of discernment so that you may always know that you're listening to God's voice and following his will. The next category of gifts is called the mouth or the vocal gifts. They're related to speaking. Remember, the Lord created the heavens and the earth by speaking. So there is power in your speech to create either life or death. So the three mouth gifts by the Holy Spirit are the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. The gift of tongues is often misunderstood and not used nearly enough in the body of Christ. While it was the first evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, it is not the only evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as if any manifestation gifts are present and released that you know the Holy Spirit has been activated. But many don't understand why it's important to speak in tongues. I have an entire episode on speaking and interpretation of tongues that I'll link below this episode. When you speak in tongues, you are praying in perfect agreement with the Holy Spirit. God is praying perfectly over you, and you are praying perfectly, perfect worship prayers to Him. God acts according to His Word, and when you pray in alignment with Him, He can move mountains. So creating a lifestyle of tongue speaking will change your life. It fills up your soul in a way that you may not understand. And you are in perfect alignment with the Lord when you're doing so. So, if you have not yet activated this gift, I have a couple links below uh, of a two-part video uh, where Mark Brookler explains the teaching about tongues and an impartation that I encourage you to 
take advantage of. Mouth gift is interpretation of tongues. This might look like you being able to understand a language that is in the natural that you do not understand or speak in someone else's language so that they may understand. That is an example of it in the natural. It is also the ability to hear someone speaking in tongues and being able to have wisdom about what he's saying. And it also can reveal itself as you are speaking in tongues and the Lord is giving you understanding and revelation about what it is that he's praying. Those last examples are speaking of the unknown languages that the Lord gives us. And I believe he gives them to us as unknown languages, so we would not be tempted to learn them. Tongues is a complete surrender of your mouth to his words. One fabulous habit is to pray in tongues while meditating on scripture and then capturing what the Lord is showing you or saying you in that process. You would be surprised how clearly of a picture you can receive when doing that. It's a little bit of a one-two punch, so try it. It really works. And if you don't speak in tongues and you still want to hear what God wants to say, we have practiced um, just saying hallelujah, 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 or Yahweh, 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 Yeshua, 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 while meditating on scripture so that you may understand what God has to say through the word of God. The third gift in the vocal category is the gift of prophecy, God's message to his people. This was said already, but if you get a word of knowledge about someone, and then the Lord wants you to share it with them, that's prophecy. There are different levels of prophecy. Every single believer has the ability to share God's encouragement with others and uh, bless them through receiving messages for other people. And then there are other levels of prophecy as you grow in maturity, even to the point of an office of a prophet, which is discussed in the longer version about the gifts. And those are for people who have authority over certain territories to be able to give messages um, in some cases about future events or warnings or possibilities uh, so that people may learn what God's heart is for the season and what they might need to repent for or um, agree with him for in the times and the seasons. So, but our general ability to prophesy as a body of Christ is always about building up and encouraging the body of Christ. And it, um, and we only speak what God has given us the assignment to share. When we have the authority to share it, there is power behind it. And we want to make sure that we only share what God gives us to share and don't add anything to it. Uh, you don't need to have to understand what he's share, giving you to share. Um, oftentimes you don't understand it, but the person receiving it does understand it. And uh, your job is to simply speak what the Lord has given you to speak in this category. Moving on to the three power gifts of faith, healing, and miracles. This is the last category of manifestation gifts. Every single person has the ability for this third category. 
whether you understand or believe that or not, you actually have within you the ability for uh, supernatural faith, healing, and miracles. I'm going to begin with the gift of faith because it's different than just having faith. The gift of faith is a Holy Spirit manifestation because when something extraordinary needs to happen, the faith of heaven comes to bear on that circumstance. It has you praying fervently, assuringly, with expectations of miraculous outcomes and other signs and wonders follow. It's when God's faith manifests through you. Examples are when people can pray to bring someone back to life or have extraordinary courage to act or speak about Jesus in incredibly dangerous circumstances. The supernatural gift of healing is our next power gift of the manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit. Every believer with the Holy Spirit indwelt and activated has the ability to lay hands according to God's will and pray and see miraculous healing. There's another episode on that, of course, um, a few actually. There are always conditions for healing and the Lord will reveal through the manifestation gifts of the word of knowledge what the conditions are that would be appropriate for healing to manifest. I also want to take a moment to say that healing is a promise from the Lord for everyone, but physical healing doesn't always happen the side of heaven. So when people pray, by his stripes, we are healed and expect that that by itself will, will manifest supernatural healing, it does not actually work that way. What we need to do is cooperate with the conditions required to see heaven come down to earth. And healing does always occur, but sometimes the healing happens in heaven. So we have to listen and obey. Those are the two minimum conditions for every promise in the Bible. And then the conditions for being able to pray for miraculous healing are unique in every circumstance. It's also important to note that not every physical injury's condition is related to a physical thing. Many, many times the condition for your healing could be spiritual or emotional. You might need to forgive someone or release a trauma or go through deliverance and get rid of a, a demon or, or overcome a generational curse that has been put over you. There's a lot of possible conditions that need to be met for healing, but the Lord will always give you the answer to that when you seek his face and not pray according to what you think you want or that you think you just need to really truly tune into him and you will see incredible miraculous healings by simply praying in agreement with God's will. The third and last um, power gift in the, in the Holy Spirit manifestation gifts is the gift of miracles. And it's really very similar to what I just said about healing. It's about the Holy Spirit connecting with your spirit in heavenly places and literally pulling down the will of heaven uh, on earth. Your spirit is right now seated in heavenly places. So when you learn how to allow the spirit part of you to become the biggest part of you, 
You are never limited in the natural realm. You know who you are in Christ, and the enemy can also see Jesus on you. You have an increased ability to access the power of miraculous outcomes the more you sit at Jesus' feet and abide in him and obey his voice. If the Lord gives you a prayer assignment that's completely outrageous and would require a miraculous outcome, know that if you obey with expectation and pray with the assurance and the authority that you have, he will do what he's calling you to pray for. And it's pretty exciting. The Lord cannot deny himself. So when you are aligned with him, praying according to his will, even if what he's asking you to do is way outside the bounds of natural reality or, you know, relativity, he can flow through you and release the miraculous. So take a moment to ponder which of these manifestation gifts are you releasing in your life? And if there's any that you really would like to see in your life and haven't seen yet, pause this recording and ask the Lord, pray to him about what it would require for him to trust you and release those gifts through you and thank him for the ones that he has already released in you. Ask him to open more doors for you to be able to exercise them. Never seek the gifts over the gift giver. The Lord doesn't want you to want prophecy or healing or miracles more than you want him. So guard your heart against that tendency. Because when you ask for more of him, he gives you all of this added on as a side effect. So let's move on to the second type of gifts. We're back in 1 Corinthians 12, but now we're moving to verse 5. And there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service, but the same Lord who is served. This verse actually shares that there are two types. There's really two types of ministry and service gifts. The first is related to the fivefold ministry, which is a category of a type of role that you could be playing in service to the body of Christ and releasing to the entire world. And the second is about how God has uniquely wired you in your life with specific types of gifts. We'll look at both of those categories right now. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13 tells us about the fivefold ministry categories. And his gifts to the church were varied, and he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service to build up the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach oneness in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness, and exercising our spiritual gifts of unity. 
The first thing that I want to say about these roles is that they do not have to remain just in the church or inside the religion mountain. These roles are important for every single thing that God is doing through us. He's basically showing us the type of thinker, the type of actor, the type of person that needs to be involved and that he's created us all different enough that he wants us to know that when you put those five things together, you have a really functional working kind of team. And one of the best ways to describe it is to look at your hand and have each of these roles um, represent a different finger. The apostle is uh, represented by the thumb, and the word for apostle in the Bible is apostolos, and it means to be sent or commissioned by Jesus to represent him to others. It also means that you have the authority and the power to share the gospel and good news with people. The apostle is a foundational leadership role, and it connects and touches all others. The reason that it's the thumb is that the thumb is the only finger that can touch all of the other fingers. Apostles are those that lay the foundation and act as leaders to help the other roles work together in concert. Can you see that this kind of role is necessary outside just the church walls? how it's important in business and arts and entertainment and in your family, even in your home, right? So that's the apostle role. As a parent, you need to play the role of apostle inside your family. The prophet is represented by your pointer finger. The word prophet means to share the divine will and messages of God. To prophesy is simply to speak what the Lord has said and shown you that is consistent with the word of God. God speaks to each person directly for edification, encouragement, and guidance. And a person playing the role of a prophet is receiving the messages that will bless, uplift, inspire, and guide others and point them in God's direction. That's why it's the pointer finger. Sometimes these can be messages of warning or conviction, but simply put, the pointer finger shows you the way to God's will. The evangelist is represented by your middle finger. The word for evangelist in the Bible is yugaleste passe, and it means bringing the good news for salvation, and it refers to sharing the complete message of the good news of God's salvation. Whenever you share your story that inspires people, that God is real and is able to help you overcome whatever challenges you are overcoming because he helped you do the same thing, you are playing the role of evangelist. It is the tallest finger on your hand, and that means that it has the ability to reach the farthest vantage point. The pastor role is represented by your ring finger. We learned from the word of God that the pastor word is poimen, which is also the same word as shepherd. Pastors care for, protect, and defend people for which God has given them influence and authority. You may find yourself playing this role at home with your family, with your friends, at work. 
The pastor is the ring finger because it represents a commitment like a marriage ring for the people for whom God has called you to serve. Showing people that you care and reflecting the love of God and lending them a hand is the role of the pastor being lived out fully. This sounds like a different definition than the pastor role that you think of as at church. The pastor role at church is actually more like an apostle because they are the leader of the flock and they are touching each finger is touching all of the other roles. So, but the actual role of the pastor from the word of God is more like this. The teacher role is represented by the pinky finger and the word dasco, and it means to cause to learn. The teacher's role is to help people understand the truth of the word of God and how to live out the faith of God by God's power and by cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Teachers are represented by the pinky finger to signify the importance of the grounding of the team in the word and the humility required to surrender your understanding to the Lord's and to represent the love and light of God in the marketplace and church and home anywhere that you have to help people understand the truth about what God's word is teaching. Can you see how you personally can play any of these roles in different scenes and scenarios in your life? God designed us to work in concert with each other. So teams that have representatives of all of these roles in any sort of mountain circumstance will work more effectively than those who are missing a part. Ministerial gifts also include the specific ways God has wired you to be able to serve with talents and unique abilities, such music, art, writing, speaking, mathematics, problem solving, science, relational giftings, communication, innovative ideas, administrative ideas, abilities. It all is God's unique way that he knit you to be able to be part of the kingdom plan by your unique gifts. All those things that have been given to you on purpose for serving and releasing them in the body of Christ, you were created perfectly for the assignment and calling that he designed you for. No one else in the entire world is exactly like you and everything about you. Even the lessons you've learned from your past and your trauma can be used to help others. Your weaknesses can be turned into strengths when you learn the lesson that the Lord needs to use them so that he can make your weaknesses his strength, use them to help others in some sort of ministry capacity. So as we close out this category of gifts, pause and ponder how has God created you? What are you really gifted and talented in? And how has God used that in your life? And which times do each of those other roles in, um, pop up in your life where you have to be an apostle or a prophet or a teacher or a pastor? So just take a moment with, with Jesus to consider all that. And now let's move on to our last type of gift. And this one will be really really quick. 1 Corinthians 12 
verse 6 in our final category. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who produces all things and all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. I want to highlight for you the word inspiring, energizing, and empowering. This reveals that this type gift is about your motivation to serve. This is the motivational gift. The Lord helps you see the people and the needs that are part of your calling assignment by filtering them through a unique lens. There's always one primary motivational gift, sometimes more than one, but mostly it's just the one. Who does he want you to serve? Sometimes your heart is burning for a nation. Sometimes it's for the elderly or for children or for just people in your family or people in your neighborhood. But he has you see things and the needs are are highlighted for you. You need to, to discover this one. You want to ask the Lord questions like, what kinds of needs do I tend to notice? Are they related to problem solving for say administration or service or teaching or giving or music or whatever are they about populations of people like the elderly or special needs children or unevangelized populations or nations or do you just happen to notice when somebody is in need my husband has this sort of god peripheral vision and he will notice somebody across the parking lot that's struggling with their car in the trunk you know or they can't get the groceries in the trunk or he will see the invisible people on the road and wave at them and encourage them in that thankless job of being a road worker i mean he just happens to see a need like that so he's got a gift of helps service where he's just willing to step up and and be there to support somebody that is spontaneously in need. So that's what he sees. You know, my heart burns for for the, the Christian who is leaving their destinies kind of dormant and they don't know, you know, they don't know that God is 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 real or or deeper or and, and I can't help but myself but to share how incredible God is and how real he is. So God wires each of us for a unique audience. And this one really puts its finger on the who. The who does God want you to truly press in for and serve in your capacity to apply all of the gifts. So when you know yourself well enough to leverage all three categories of these gifts, you are more able to align yourself with God's plans for you and you will become unstoppable. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. Well, we've actually asked you to stop a couple times and ask Jesus some questions, but 
if you haven't had a chance to do that, definitely do that. But in this case, what I'd like you to do is ask the Lord to show you what it would be like to release more of these gifts in, in your life. And what more do you need to understand about them to allow you to work through the power of the Holy Spirit more effectively? So after you split, spend some time in the special place praying with Jesus, ask him those questions and see what he has for you and take all the time you need. Record it all in your journal. Well, this certainly was a long one, but I hope you got a lot of takeaways from this experience and that you are more clear about the many, many ways God equips you for your calling. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.